Good morning, friends. I hope that you had a very um, poignant Ash Wednesday yesterday and that the beginning of your Lent, Lenten season, is feel, filled with spiritual goodness. Today is Thursday, February 27th. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 37, 1 through 18, Habakkuk 3, 1 through 10, and 16 through 18, and Philippians 3, 12 through 21. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to God, for they is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and repents of evil. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our heavenly creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and may the power by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore them. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to them with psalms. For our God is a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are theirs also. The sea is God's for they made it 
and their hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For they is our God, and we are the people of their pasture and the sheep of their hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to God's voice. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore them. And now, Psalm 37, verses 1 through 18. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of the wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in God and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in God, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to God. Trust in God, and God will act. God will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before God and wait patiently for them. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only leads, to in, it leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for God shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But God laughs at the wicked, for God sees that their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to kill those who walk uprightly. Their sword shall enter their own heart and their bows shall be broken. Better is a little that the righteous person has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but God upholds the righteous. God knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage shall abide forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine they have abundance. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Hebrew Scripture of Habakkuk, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10 and 16 through 18. A prayer of the prophet Habakkuk according to Shigonioth. O God, I have heard of your renown, and I stand in awe, O God, of your work. In your own time, revive it. In our own time, I'm sorry, in our own time, revive it. In our own time, make it known. In wrath, may you remember mercy. God came from Taman, the Holy One 
from Mount Paran. God's glory covered the ever covered. Sorry, I guess I'm tongue tied this morning. God's glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of God's praise. The brightness was like the sun. Rays came forth from God's hand, where God's power lay hidden. Before God went pestilence, and plague followed close behind. God stopped and shook the earth. They looked and made the nations tremble. The eternal mountains were shattered along God's ancient pathways. The everlasting hills sank low. I saw the tents of Kushan under affliction. The tent curtains of the land of Midian trembled. Was your wrath against the rivers, O God? Or your anger against the rivers? Or your rage against the sea? When you drove your horses, your chariots, to victory, you brandished your naked bow, sated were the arrows at your command. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. A torrent of water swept by. The deep gave forth its voice. The sun raised high its hands. The moon stood still in its exalted place. At the light of your arrows speeding by in the gleam of your flashing spear. I hear and I tremble within. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones and my steps tremble before me. I wait quietly for the day of calamity to come upon the people who attack us. Though the fig tree does not blossom and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in God. I will exalt in the God of my salvation. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle I, a song of Jonah. I call to you, O God, out of my distress, and you answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I ever look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep was round about me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land beneath the earth. Yet you brought up my life from the depths, O God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, O God. And my prayer came to you, into your holy temple. With the voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. For deliverance belongs to God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 21, or the letter to the Philippians, rather. 
Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me their own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, Jesus Christ. Christ will transform the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of their glory by the power that also enables Christ to make all things subject to their self. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. We believe in God the nurturer and teacher from whom is named all loving parenthood in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate and spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Will you suffragists set A? Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. 
Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing you have made and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and the lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood is to understand, to be loved is to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I think of the time of Lent as a time when we ask God to reveal any blockages, anything that obstructs our connection to God and to ourselves, to that which is divine in us, to our true authentic selves. And through the process of recognition repentance, and forgiveness. Those blockages are cleared and our path to God unobstructed. And so that's my prayer for us this season, friends. As you know, this season is a time, could be a time of great stress, but I am asking God to remove all obstructions between me and God and between myself and God's will. So any obstructions that the enemy or those who allow the enemy to work through them, which is at times all of us, not judging, um, are throwing in the path and I'm just asking that God clear the path and I'm really entering 
intentionally into deep work with God in this season. And I do this with love and with trust in God's love that God wants only what is good for me. And just like we learned when we were studying self-compassion that self-compassion actually makes it easier to grow and change and learn. So also I believe godly repentance, godly penitence is done with and in love. It's not a braiding of self. It's not a cataloging of wrongs. It is feeling so safe in God's love. Feeling so safe in our own selves. Trusting so deeply that we can enter into transformation. And it's not saying that we are bad people and we want to be better. It's saying that we are evolving people. We are transforming. We are always in the act of growth. And we are focusing at this time on seeing that growth, on allowing God to reveal some of the wonderful work that God is doing in us. And so I, I pray this prayer of attention, intention, pardon me, and then I'm going to do something a little bit different than I've done in previous seasons of transformation, be they Lent or otherwise. I'm going to pray the prayer of intention and then I'm going to let go and allow God to reveal to me exactly what is needed in this particular time of transformation. So this time of Lent and I don't believe that this is a contradiction, is for me also a time of deep love, of experiencing love and trust in God and in myself. So I invite you, if you would like, to enter into this Lenten season from the perspective of love. In and through that perspective, if we want to have a quick peek at the readings today, Psalm 37 always speaks to my heart that we don't have to worry. It says, don't, don't fret. Don't worry about the evildoers. God will take care of them just as God is taking care of you. Know that you, beloved, who are doing your best, rest safely in the hands of God and God will carry you through. 
Don't be jealous of what it seems like is better because you don't see the whole picture. So this is very helpful to me, you know. Sometimes it definitely does feel like evildoers are prospering. Um, like why isn't God stepping in and, for example, saving the children at the border? And these are hard, difficult questions. But we are reminded that, one, God, God gave us free will and God's not going to revoke that. But two, that God has it all in, his, in God's hands and God's power is greater than any on earth. And any suffering, even the unimaginable, heartbreaking suffering of children, God will take and heal and somehow use for even those children's blessing, transformation, and the greater good and transformation of the world. And we, friends, who are light in the darkness, must know that the darkness doesn't win. That God has it. God is victorious. That it is our job to spread the light throughout the world. It is our job to be love. You know, we talk a lot about the church being the hands and feet of God. And we are, my friends, conduits for God's love. So let us, in this time of Lent, allow God's healing and cleansing love to get anything out of the way that is stopping us from being loved to the world. I was realizing yesterday that I have some reactiveness to certain people that I encounter. That, like, they come up to me with a face on my way out of the, out of the church and are like, wait a second. I'm like, ugh really why are you doing you know and then it it's to do something kind like they're it, it's their demeanor but they're trying you know what I mean and so I think that this works even even with someone who doesn't have good intentions we don't we shouldn't react out of an assumption about what the encounter is going to be but let's react out of love, assuming that, that God will make the encounter blessed, no matter what the intent is coming in. So in every encounter, let's look for God's blessing because it is there, friends. And I think that we can magnify it when we ask ourselves, God, how would you have me respond in this situation? Let's just, let's just tap into the divine. Let's remember that we're holy. Let's, let's turn away from fear and perceived scarcity and toward, turn towards faith and love. So in this season, let us be transformed by God's great love. Let us encounter our own holiness. Let us begin to abide in love. 
Amen. Our Old Testament reading, um, we don't read Habakkuk very much, do we? Speaks again to God's great power. So I ask that that power, God, be on our behalf. That use your mighty power to bring your justice to this world. To clear the way for your love. Remove from us the fears that beset us. Thwart any evil intention of the evil one, dear God. Cast far from us the devil and his works. And in place of the fear, in place of the anger, in place of the hatred, in place of the evil God, sweep them all out, clear them out. And let your holy and perfect love take up precedence. Let your Holy Spirit so fill us with your divine love that there is no room for anything else. No fear, no worry, no resentment. Just pure and holy love, God. Amen. Lastly, our New Testament reading from Philippians. Paul, or whoever the writer was, we can assume it's Paul for our purposes, I think. Um, you know, in the previous section, having said that his righteousness comes not from himself, but Christ he talks about his desire to be like Christ and to obtain the resurrection. And then he clarifies or reminds his readers that he hasn't already obtained this goal, but he presses on. And I think that's just what we've been talking about is reminding ourselves that we are always in process. We are always in transformation at every point in time. We've been doing the best that we can and that God loves us completely. Then now and always. So even when it's tempting to look back on our former selves with the vision of distance and be really self-condemning about mistakes that we made or youthful ignorance or, or whatever it is, instead, let us try to see even ourselves with God, God's eyes and to love the creation that we were and are and are becoming. And as Paul describes, press on toward that goal that will not be obtainable here on earth, the goal of perfect union with God, the goal of attaining our truest selves, And enjoy 
take joy in, mark the milestones of the beautiful co-creative process with God. I think that the particular penitence of Lent involves letting go of all the things that we were doing, trying to make it okay on our own, all of the coping mechanisms that we were using for survival. You know, um, I know for me, having a drink after a long and difficult day at work, an alcoholic drink, was definitely a coping mechanism. Not, Not that I'm saying that I'm an alcoholic or that having one drink after work makes you an alcoholic or what, you know, let's not get like wrapped up all now. I'm just using it as an example um, of that was like one kind of coping habit that I had gotten into. So the time of Lent, and this is what I mean by it being such a bravely loving time, is a time when we, we let go of all of those crutches maybe, maybe that's not too strong of a word. And we say, God, instead, I'm going to come to you with all of it, with my pain, with my shame, the things that I have filled my life up with, be they food, entertainment, um, whatever, I'm clearing some of that out of the way. I'm making space. I'm intentionally creating more direct contact with you, God. I am repenting of the things that I did to try to make my own way in the world. And I am turning to you to make me new. I mean, that's what repentance is all about, right? Turning in this, I know it sounds kind of like binary thinking, but turning away from one thing into the other. And I don't believe that it has to be ugly. I believe that it can be a gentle and loving process. That when we turn away from things that really were not giving us love and health and hope and satisfaction, they weren't consoling. When we turn away from those and turn to God, it's like, it's like a hurt child turning to his mother and being enfolded in her arms being tended to and nurtured and healed. So I pray that this Lenten season is a nurturing and healing season for all of us. And I am so thankful to you, my friends, for embarking into this season. One thing that I ask, well, I ask that you pray prayers of protection for me and for my family. Please just encircle us 
in the light, dear friends. Pray for the path to be clear to our next beautiful adventure. Pray that we are protected from all harm in this season and as we transition to the next. I thank you for that. And I also, friends, ask for your prayers for all of us that this Lenten season may be an extraordinary season of love. Let all the hurts, all the wounds be given up to God and be healed with the tender motherly love of Christ himself. May we find solace and consolation and great beauty in a deep and renewed relationship with God. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered in, together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.